When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I am here with my most beloved human being on the planet, my wife, Hello. Elizabeth hey, Diana Bilyeu. Wow, always full name. What's up? I got some special shout-outs today. Give we're gonna them. we're gonna mix things up. I've um, we've been asking people to do reviews and to screenshot yes. the um, them listening and True. then tag us. And a few people have, and so I just want to do special shout-outs nice. to hopefully entice more people to do it. So guys, if you want us to read out your name, write a review and screenshot and post on your IG stories Thank and tag you. us. All right. So um, my husband's about to fix my hair, even though it's not really no. video. <laughs> um, okay, so I want to um, do a shout out to Seabrook, who wrote a review um, over review of the week. Ah, it's a featured review of the week. Wow. Yeah, so this is from Seabrook. One of my favorite podcasts, if you're looking to grow your mind and push your limits, I definitely recommend this show. I specifically love the relationship theory episodes. They're so great if you want to learn the traits of a real power couple. Wow. So thank you for that yeah, feedback no and that review. And um, people who did some IG storying on listening to our episode, I want to do a big shout out to Paulina Portero. Um, thank you, sweetie, for doing that and tagging us. And then also to Pago Books. Nice. Um, they, he, I believe, um, also did the same thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Can't thank you enough for spreading the word. All right. And, guys, if you do want to submit a question for us to answer, you can do that at connect at impacttheory.com. Hashtag word. Hashtag word. All right. First question. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is from Michelle Sanderson. What do you guys think about the idea of the one? You seem to be very sure of your relationship, which, which is admirable, and I would love to know your opinion in the perfect, on the perfect partner. My partner got divorced after 20 years of marriage, and I am just curious why people think they are with the right person for such a long time, then suddenly decide that their significant other is not the one anymore. Well, I don't believe in the one, so I don't think there is one person for people. And I remember the first time I said that to you, you almost had a seizure. Do you remember that? Yeah, because I'm like, I'm <laughs> old school, traditional romantic. And I'm like, you're the love of my life. Well, There'll that's true. Another human being ever. Well, hopefully that is also true. But right. I'm just saying it wasn't that it was the only person that it right. could have been. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I don't think that there's one person for all of us. I don't think that there's fate or we're destined to be or anything like that. I think it is, um, there's certainly some just sort of entry-level compatibility issues. There's excitement, there's sexual attraction, all of that. But I think that there are many people that could meet that. And then after that, it's shared experience. Now, once you begin sharing your life together, that's hard to replace. And so that's why it always breaks my heart that people don't keep that romance alive. They don't do the things to make sure that the relationship is thriving. Um, because I think that that is the one thing. Like when I think the reason that losing you terrifies me to no end is like the only way to regain what you and I have now today, which is more valuable than it was yesterday, which is more valuable than the day before, so on and so forth 
is it, it has to be done in real time. There's no three mm. X in a relationship. <laughs> so it's the, the, just like the way that a relationship shapes you and being with somebody is so glorious. And I think that's why we all have this absolutely terrifying sense of like Alzheimer's is you're losing yourself because as those memories fade, like, oh God, this is beyond terrifying. So having that with somebody to me is the greatest gift that a relationship has to offer is that it really does get better every day. If you're communicating and you're shaping each other in positive ways, you're uplifting each other, you're making each other feel better and strive for more. And I mean, it's just, it's magical. I could literally go on for an entire episode about why relationships are worth it when it's right. But going to the like, oh, 20 years later and they realize, oh, this person isn't for me, that is is one of many different things that it could be. Either they chose poorly in the beginning and so it's there's just enough, I'll call it values variation, which is not the only thing it could be, but like that is one that I'll say probably is the, the real core of things. So there's a values discrepancy that in the beginning maybe seems minor and over time it just exacerbates into something that's really problematic and you stop, the relationship stops being worth the sacrifices. And maybe, I think a large part of it is, it probably pretty early became a problem and because it is so hard to break up with people and have that hard conversation, you don't wanna hurt the person's feelings, maybe you even care about them deeply, they're just not lighting you on fire like that, like a relationship should. And so it's like you let it go and let it go and let it go and you're not addressing the underlying issues, you're not maintaining the relationship, all of that stuff and you hit a pain threshold where you've hit a point in your life where you're just not willing to put up with it anymore and I think that people move towards that as they get older, A, maturity B, and then C, I just think that enough things happen in your life that you're like, not, I'm not giving up one more thing. Mm. And so there comes a point where people would either rather be alone or they would rather at least run the risk of being alone in order to find somebody new. So I think people have to look at divorce, separation, whatever, as a threshold event. It is not an all of a sudden, it is not a momentary thing, it's been building and coming on slowly, 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 and then finally it bursts through the surface in a threshold event and it's like, whoa, what the hell happened? Especially if one person is having the issue and the other person is just in a totally different space. Mm -hmm. um, and so that would really make it seem like, whoa, it's come out of nowhere. But it definitely has not. And if you're checking in with the relationship and you're asking the hard questions and you're connecting and all of that, I think that people would see it coming. Yeah. Um, I think you have to maintain a willful blindness to not see it coming. You'd have to like really turn a blind eye to, to like, I'll, I'll just say like lack of honest communication. You just have to be like, saying things like, oh, that's us, or, you know, to use the cliche, oh, he's just not very talkative. Like, mm. things like that mm. are a problem, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to add, I mean, look, people change, right? We've said this before. If we had met five years prior to when we did, we would never even gone on the first day. I wouldn't have looked twice at you. You never looked twice at me. Like, we were completely different. So then take that a step further and say, well, when we first met and there were sparks and the chemistry was there and we were both so passionate and our foundation was exactly the same and even though we didn't come from the same background, like, our fundamental beliefs were very similar. And But then, flash forward right 15 years we've both changed so what if one of one person doesn't change and the other person does um you know i've said this before a lot of people say like oh you're not the person that i married you know you do hope that you grow um but what if one person does and one person doesn't i think that it almost takes you see it over time so you know one year goes by two years go by and you're like oh, 
you know, I, I don't like that anymore. Or my, my goals are different and their goals are still the same. Or, you know, I think, so being together for 20 years, it's like they may have been a perfect couple once upon a time. But maybe over the 20 years, going back to what you're saying, if they weren't communicating, if they weren't always on the same page, getting, you know, reacquainting with each other every single day, if not every week, then eventually, yeah, you do start to see the cracks. And then it becomes like, finally, well, this is one more thing I'm not going to let go of. And you kind of had enough. Um, and then also there's that thing to be pot committed, you know, for any card players out there. It's, you know, if someone's, let's say they're in their 50s, and they've spent their life having kids, married, sacrificing, and now you're 15, you're like, well, I've just spent my life in this relationship and giving everything, like, I'm not gonna walk away now, even if you're not happy. I think that's crazy, and I think that even at the age of 50, it's like, in all fairness, you're only halfway through your life. Like, you have another 50 years, if, you know, God willing that you're making sure you take care of yourself. Like your your optimism on that 100 year average life. But right, like, I definitely think that, like, my goal is, I don't want, it's not like I don't want to. If you die at 100, I'm going to be pissed. Let's just be real. Because it's too young. Yes. Yeah, right, exactly. So, but in. In a, in a realistic world, I'm living to 100. So even at 50, you're literally only halfway through your, your, your life. So don't be pot committed. Address if you're not happy and if you're not in a relationship that's satisfying on both sides of it. Sit down and discuss it. And if you both realize you're both unhappy, then it's the best thing that could happen. Part ways and move on and spend the other half of your life then doing things that you know feels really right that you may have grown to realize over the first 50 years you just always tell people to break up it's terrible you believe it's you um and so yeah i didn't actually believe in the one uh, sorry i did believe in the one because it was romantic yeah you wanted to believe in the one although you were probably pretty committed to that but look once you convinced me it's like actually you're right i kind of said it almost as a i don't know why i said it to be honest Hmm, good question why did i want to believe in it Oh, it's like natural talent. It's super sexy. It's like mm. a really cool idea oh, to think like the universe wanted us to be together and we found each other even though like I lived all the way across the Atlantic Ocean and yet somehow we still found each other. Like I get it. It's cool. It's a Disney movie. But the reality is to be like, no, no, no. There were other people that it could have been and there are other people that it could still be but we're committed to each other we found each other, this is awesome, we're mm. thriving, we put the energy in to make mm. it work. Like That to me is far more interesting. Yeah. But it, it literally, I can't believe that this is uh, a real study, but this is a real study. They took a piece of music and had somebody record it. Same piece of music, they're gonna play it to two different groups. Group number one, same piece of music, and they say, this is a, a prodigy. This person hardly mm. has to practice, what do you think about it? And they rate it like a nine out of 10. Same piece of music. They play it for another group of people and they say, look, this person wasn't very good when they began. They worked really hard and 20 years later, this is the piece that they were able to record. Isn't that amazing? And they rate it like a six. That's crazy. For whatever reason, yeah, humans yeah. love prodigies, natural yeah. talent, like that genius. Yeah. We all want it's it to like be that. It's like a one-off, like the chances are. Yeah, the rarity. Like the rarity, It, it yeah. comes down to the Harry Potter effect. We all want to think hidden inside of us is some magical thing that's better than everybody mm. else. And, you know, mm. we just need to find that thing mm. that makes us worthy and brilliant and all of that. And I think that's part of why aging becomes so heartbreaking for so many people as they realize, oh, I'm not that special. Hmm. And so the gift I want to give the world is, guess what, motherfucker? You are hopelessly average. 
Yay! Now you get to decide what do you want to do with that. So if we all start average across like every skill set, like even Einstein is going to look pretty average. Happen to be really good at math and physics, but like taken across climbing trees and you know like building bikes and uh, like he sucked at virtually everything that he did. And it was even Einstein that said, "Well, if you spend oh god, what was the like if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will look like an idiot." I forget the yeah, exact quote, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. "Yes, exactly." Yeah. Like we all have something that we what all say is you get disproportionate response from. So the more energy you put into that, you get a disproportionate uh, return on that investment. Mm. But for the most part, like we're all just average. And I would say the same is true of a relationship. Like when I think about how you and I connected in the beginning compared to now,、mm. it's like, oh my god, why did we get married? It's almost absurd to、yeah. think like how. Different and sort of uninvested I was in you back then. At the time, it felt all-consuming, and yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm、yeah. so into this chick." But now, when I think about what I felt like then, it's like, no. But what's interesting is, is you spent a lot more time, let's say, thinking about me than than you do now. That is so false. Really, I'm going to challenge reveals, you. Reveals something about you. Because apparently you don't think about me. Because every <laughs>、oh, theory is autobiographical. Oh, I don't feel like you. I'm thought of as much anymore. Interesting. Right, but think and, of, and so potentially true、yeah. as to be really terrifying. Right, but think so. Think about when we first met.、Mm-hmm. Think about the handwritten love letters you would write、yeah. to me. The time it would take for that. We would spend hours on the phone to each other、yeah. when we were in different countries. Now, can I tell you something? Because everyone already knows where you're going. You used to write the numbers on the door of your work, of the countdown of when your girlfriend at the time、yep. was going to come and visit you. Yes.、Um, now, you just don't do that, which is fine. Like I get it. We've got a life together. We're building something together. But as that, how much you actually. Think when, about me. When you're me, ready for the punchline, let me know. The funny thing, they keep talking. Cause, go on. What's the punchline? So yesterday, when we were being interviewed by Omar, yeah, and he did that. Like, I'm going to give you a word and say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. And he said money. Yeah. Now the word was love, but the image was you. And the money. Yeah. So、money? that was my word. He said money, and no, I thought I of you. Yeah. Why do you think of me? Because literally everything I do, I do for you. No joke, and so I get it. Early, what your face? Oh,、uh, I've got a great challenge here. Please. Oh, okay. So, I watched an interview with、um, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith on Facebook. Have you seen it yet? No. You've got to watch it, babe. It's great.、Um, and their whole thing at some point, like they don't even joke about divorce,、um, but they were miserable, and they basically their relationship was kind of shit. And he kept doing all these amazing things. He spent so much money and time and energy doing this massive fortieth birthday for her. Went over the top. He's like, "Oh my god!" Like he spent every consuming waking moment trying to give her the best gift, and she speaks openly about the fact that it was the worst birthday gift、uh, party ever. And at the end, he was like, "What do you mean? I I flew this person in. We hired this. We did this. Like you love these people, so I thought of them." But she goes, "That was all for you." She's like, "That was for you to feel like you're the best husband, and that you want to." Do an image, and and it actually was very powerful because he was like, once she said that, she's like, he's like, I pushed back for years and years, and then I built this house for her, and it was her dream house, and she's like, I don't want to live in this house. The house is for you. You keep saying it's for the family, but the truth is, it feels good for you to do it, and that's why you do it. And so when you said all this money is for me, 
I understand what you mean, I'm your driving force, but it makes you feel a certain way, which is why you do it. It is so complex to try to boil it down to one thing would be misleading because that just is not true. So that is part true. And that's also why me saying that, oh, it boils down to love is only partly right. true. And so I ended up having a conversation later that same day with um, Luis Garcia. And he said that basically everybody, um, money revolves around love. And I was like, this is so weird. Like literally somebody just today asked, you know, gave mm -hmm. me that word. But I was like, when you say it, it rings totally false. Because when my wife then gave her answer to money, she said power. Mm -hmm. And that hit me at a like really intense visceral level. And so I was like, it's, it, there's so like much going on there, but I want to really like unwind this. So what I heard you say, and maybe this isn't true, but what I just heard you say is, all these things that I'm doing that I think I'm doing to impress you, you take them to be just things that I'm doing for myself and you're not actually moved by them. No, and that's funny because as I was saying, I was like, I bet this comes out in actually a different way. It is just, I think it was an unveiling of human nature. So I will do things for you that I don't necessarily enjoy doing, but because it brings you happiness, seeing you happy makes me happy and feel good about myself. Sure. And so But this I, feels like one of those things where yes, you can boil everything down to being like everything you do is selfish. And I get that and I can make a very compelling argument yeah, about what that, a selfish bitch Mother Teresa was <laughs> because she just went out to help all those people to make herself feel good. Like I get it. Yeah. But is that your core thesis? Like that basically you can't Unless you, I don't know, somehow suffer to like do something the other person really would appreciate. No, it's really just that it is more complex, right? It isn't just love somebody so you should act like this. It's like finding the joy and passion and the, um, what's the word? The You obviously get something from it. Mm -hmm. So it's encouraging for you to do it more. Whereas certain people may not find, like, not necessarily want to do it for other people. And is it because they well, don't Well, now have we're getting joy? abstract. And so I want to get really concrete. Okay. So what, what do you want my behaviors to be? Uh, what do you mean? Do you want me putting numbers above the door, writing poetry and all of that? And like, I'm going to make, and people will learn something about how we communicate. Mm. I'm going to make you make a binary choice okay. so that I understand your value yeah. system here. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be broke and go back to living the way that we were living back then before I had discovered entrepreneurship and turned myself into an entrepreneur? And, but I'm writing you the poems. I'm writing you songs on the guitar. You did write I'm me singing songs. all you of did, that. Yeah. Okay, so that's option one. Yeah. We're living in your mom's yeah. bedroom. Wow, we're still living there, okay. For sure, okay. homie. And then option two, what we have now. Oh, 100% what we have now. And the biggest- But I feel like you're giving well, mixed no, messages. Well, no, can I say why though? You've never been happier. If you, honestly, if you were so freaking happy back then and you were complete misery guts now, mm -hmm. I, I would shut the business down. But what if I was equally happy in both? In oh. fact, I am. Oh. I'd be equally happy. And I mean, I've really thought about this life. Like, oh, shut it, it all down, and I'm just going to write. Oh, I mean, equally happy. Of course, I'd have money. Why would that be stupid not to? 
Well, then now I'm back to mixed messages. So finish the story about Will and Jada because the punchline in there is he learns something in the 40th birthday that he's just doing it for him. So he starts doing what? So he just starts asking her and communicating with her what she wants because that was her whole thing. So she was, perfect. What do you gun? want? Oh, what do I want? I mean, here's the thing. We've spoken about this. But I clearly haven't heard. No, no, no. You have because you, you do it. It's your time. But I give you a distressingly small amount of time. You are very low maintenance when it comes to that. Yeah, but you're so happy. But there's two buttons <laughs> like before you. Okay. Well, uh, because one, I'm trying to I'm trying to really see through to your value mm. system, and now I feel like what you're saying is as long as you're happy. But we we know it's more complex than that. But I mm. I want to um, I really want to know what to do with my my actions. Okay. So are you saying that the way that we are now is perfect in terms of time allocation? Because I feel like you brought the Will and Jada story up for a reason. And it, this could be a transformational moment in our relationship sure. where I realize, oh shit, sure. like I really have not either heard or haven't heard well enough or haven't okay, acted in right. accordance. So now you're pushing and it's making me think more and more. So here's the thing. You have a dream of having the $200 million house. Why so cheap? But yes. <laughs> but you do, right? I don't need that. I don't need a $200 million house. Mm -hmm. So when you push as much as you do to be as successful as you want to be, that level is for you, not for me. Because I've never said to you, I want a $200 million house. $50 million, sure. But right, but like that's where to me is like, okay, but you're pushing this far. You're pushing this hard because there's something in you. It's not just for me. Because if you said to me, baby, what is your what would do you want? I would maybe point out the $50 million house. Um, but so you know that, I mean, just like real world, it, it's the same amount of work. It's not like, oh, I have to work harder to get the $200 million. I don't agree because you, I think, would keep on wanting to build even i'm not doing it for the money no yeah you're right like there are things that i still dream of i'm absolutely not doing yeah. this for the money that's fair but that i guess that's what i meant by like you work this hard for me it's like well i think that the the level of what i'm what would be awesome for me and be like oh my god this shit's amazing compared to for you is you 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 want the $200 million, $200 million house. I yeah, don't it's so interesting. I, I really think that you're, um, you're confusing something. So I work for meaning and purpose, mm -hmm. period. Correct. And it's not a hard decision for me. I mean, I made the decision long ago. When money comes into conflict with meaning and purpose, you right. always do meaning and purpose. Right. Just, I yeah, know you'd never that sell myself. your soul for it. But not even that. Like, just it's easy to to grab on to a what I'll consider relatively minor fantasy I have I happen to really enjoy houses like living in a piece of art for me right. so there's like a visceral thing to it so yes that is real for me but it isn't like when I say I think about that maybe six times a year it's like ah, I'm not driven by that it's mm -hmm. like if somebody were to ask like oh what's something that you would buy like I'd be like hey that, the house, I think it's super dope. I love that stuff. I love architecture, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of like what drives me, that almost doesn't even make my radar. Like I would never work this hard to get an even better house. Like that oh, would be that's, patently absurd. There you go. That's a great question. So would you work as hard as you do now if I wasn't in your life? Yes. And that's my point.
Yeah, it's it's super interesting. Right, because I I it is for me and to provide for the family. And I know that you've used that back at Quest when it was like really hard days, and you're freaking getting up at two in the morning because there's a problem back on the line, and your hands are already cramping, but you still have to go and go under a machine that you have no idea what you're doing, but you're figuring it out, right? Like those things, I think to think of me as that driving force of like, I've got to do it for my family. I can't let her down. Like I do that all the time with you. When I'm working, if I hit a roadblock, I'm like, I can't let you down. Like you have an expectation of me. We're partners in crime and I'm never going to let you down. So I use you as my fuel and I use you as part of that. But the, the reality also is, is that even if I wasn't in your life, you would still work as hard as you do. Yes, but you're getting into advanced class shit and I can explain why that's true. I just don't know that that's very interesting given the alternative thing to discuss, which is the answer to the question of the way that I allocate my time right now. Where are you going to be deathbed, Stilo? Are you going to be like, man, I've known for a long time. What do you that mean I, deathbed, So on your deathbed okay. or maybe on my deathbed. On all. Right, I forgot. I'm supposed to die at exactly the same moment that you do. So, <laughs> the notebook had at, it right. Exactly. At that moment, are you thinking, whoa, like we really mismanaged our time on this no. earth? Interesting. We're going to listen to this episode again because I am convinced that you brought the Will and Jada story up for a reason. No, it was just to be. Now you're backing no, off. No, I'm not backing off. It was to point out that. While it's extremely romantic for you to say to me or to say, everything I do is for you, mm-hmm. it's very romantic. And I actually love hearing it. But because I just watched this interview, I was like, huh, that's actually, I don't think, 100% true. And it's okay because I agree. Like, I would, um, hmm, would I work as hard if it wasn't? That's actually interesting. I don't know if I would. I probably would. Uh I would be so fascinated to see your life on like a, I know. a glimpse yeah. because in the beginning, I, I really pushed you yeah. to like pursue your art. Like you oh, got to yeah. be ambitious. Come on. And so what would that have looked like if I hadn't been? Yeah. Because and I think our personality is different here. You and that's why I said I brought up the Will and Jada thing, because I think the truth is you would be just as driven. You would work as hard, even if I wasn't in your life. So I love the romance of I work this hard for you. I just don't think that's actually 100 percent true. The, in the flip side, I actually don't know if I would push as hard as I do if it wasn't for you. I would and in things that I love. Yeah, go on. No, go on. No, no just, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not even doing it for me. Yeah, you're, you're doing it to impress me. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually huh. doing it some to impress you for sure, but largely because I value, like, not just taking care of you, I, and I don't know what word to use, mm. but, like, just lifting you to the heavens. So... I would have a hard, I would need something. I'm just not going to lie and say, oh yeah, I wouldn't. It is in me to be ambitious. There's no question about that. But I need something. Like at Quest, I needed to think about my mom and my sister. It was the only way that I could fight that hard. And I needed to think about providing for you. And Mm -hmm. same here. Like Mm -hmm. I think about Rashawn. I think about the people at Quest that really touched my life Mm -hmm. and that their lives because of where they grew up, we're never going to be what they could be. Right. I really think about that. And when I go to an event and I'm standing there answering questions for 11 and a half hours, that, 
that's not money. Like it just that isn't the driver. Mm-hmm. But it is it is definitely based on the value system that I've built mm-hmm. up. And I was thinking about the the dual book strategy. And the second one being about like how because it's that's you writing two books. Yeah. Just so when I went on Ask Gary V and Gary was like, oh, I think secretly you really are a born entrepreneur and you just grew up in the wrong family. And so I've really thought about that because if he's right, then I want to I wanna switch my thinking and I want to switch my messaging. And it's like, there, it just isn't true. And so when I search my soul, I'm like, how did I make that change? Mm. And the answer is I decided to value something new. Ooh. And people think that values are just, what you have, but they're absolutely not. Like they're they're taught. Your parents teach you your initial values. Your friends teach you your initial values. And part of why people say you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with is because their values become your values. And so your group puts peer pressure on you to appreciate and value certain things. And you can decide you're going to value yourself for something. And then you can decide you're going to value yourself for something different. So part of what I value myself for is providing for the people that I love, protecting the people mm-hmm. that I love. Like that is something that, that dinged my belief in myself to do that for them would be devastating. And I would have to address it because that would like make me feel worthless because I have chosen to value that. Not because it's like objectively true or that anybody listening to this, if you've ever been, you know, struggling to make ends meet for your family, it does not mean you're worthless. But if you feel worthless, it is because you've chosen to value that. Mm. And if you choose to value something and you fail to live up to that, then you fucking push and you go ham. And that's why values are so important because it creates this sense of self-worth or lack of self-worth. So, it really is true that everything I do, I'm doing for you. But it also is true that if it wasn't you, I'd slot somebody else in right. there. Because that, like providing mm-hmm. for those that I care for is like my ultimate value, which is why the relationship with you is more important to me than the business. Because the business ultimately equates to power, money, um, status, like all of those things, which are super fucking powerful. And I don't diminish them. I don't judge them. I think anybody that thinks that those things are foolish are happy to be at the whim of somebody else. And I am not happy to have myself or the people that I care about subject to somebody else's whims. Mm. Like that for me is not fucking okay. And there's another value, right? So, but at the end of the day, I really believe that via the relationship, which is a proxy for a relationship to me is about making somebody feel better about themselves when you're with you when they're with you than they do when they're not. So it's like, there's nothing better than that. Mm -hmm. Like feeling loved and secure and safe. It's like, man, there just isn't anything better in life. Not that I've experienced, certainly not fucking money. So not status, none of that. The thing is, and I remember, like when we were taking huge risks at Quest, I just kept saying, eh, worst case scenario, we collapse back to it's her and I. And as long as I have that in the way that she makes me feel, I can deal with anything else. I can lose all the money. I could lose the house. Ah, like that matters to me and I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't, but it doesn't even come close to the way that I feel. Like my favorite times in this universe, which are ironic because I don't drink very often, but my favorite times in this universe where we have a couple of drinks and the world outside ceases to exist. Yeah. And for those couple of hours, 
literally, I'll forget where we are. It's just you and I, we're locked in like this little emotional cocoon. Mm. Nothing ever in my life has come close to feeding me emotionally and spiritually the way that I feel when I'm locked in on you like that. And, and so for those listening at home, we've done nine hours bef- in the past where we've done that. Yeah, at a buffet. At a buffet. <laughs> so that you can just graze. Yes, that's a whole other story. But so the moral of that story was um, really teasing out like yeah. why you're doing something. What I love is we're super honest. Like the I think most people, if they just said the things that I said, that would be a real fucking problem. Oh, if it's not you, I'd slot somebody else in. But like oh, you interesting. It's so even, yeah. Right, because you get what I mean. Yeah, of course. But being honest with that stuff and like really taking the time because it's so tempting when your partner says something like the Will and Jada thing, I really wanted to know where you are. And some part of me is like, God, we, so recently we've been playing a very dangerous game, which is we, we have hit a threshold where I would say we're spending too little time together as mm-hmm. husband and wife. So I went to you and I said, look, we're playing yeah. a dangerous game. And so we stopped playing it mm-hmm. and we carved out more time mm-hmm. and we spent that time. And I think that that was so smart. And thankfully we're coming up on the holidays, which for us is just like an, like an orgiastic period <laughs> of time where all we do is like lock in on each other and we'll take, you know, the Thanksgiving weekend and yeah, totally lock in. Yeah. We'll, we literally shut this fucking place down for like 10 days over from Christmas to New Year and just like lock in. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can say something about Will and Jada. Oh, just that I think it's so critical not to let moments like that go by. You mm-hmm. have when you hear your partner say something like that, that even rings like a distant bell, mm. you like have to lock on. And the thing was, I was really open. And I'm on fucking camera right now, but I was really open to maybe I've been wrong. Mm. And if I've been wrong, I want to know because this is like, this is how you have a rad fucking marriage is even if, because I was thinking, wow, like I may find out right now that for the last, I mean, let's call it really 15 years easily, I've just been taking us down a path where you're like, meh. Which is what I thought your punchline oh, was going to be. Oh, interesting, really? Oh, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, like this is not like in a way where I thought you were sort of discovering it as you were talking, mm. but I do think there is something there. Mm. And I wonder if at a time where we were spending a ton of time together, if that had jumped to your mind so readily. Mm. So it's a powerful reminder to mm. me that what you're interested in is my time, which you've told me a thousand times. Right. But because my value system is slightly different, mm. It, I would definitely fall into the will trap where I'm like building everything for you going, oh my God, everything the sun touches is yours right. and you're still unhappy. Right. Like I could, when you said that, I was like, oh my God, this is the trap I'm prone to. One thousand percent. And that's exactly what he says to her. He's like, you know, what the hell? I've built all this for you. Like I've, I've spent years like constructing the dream house. And, and she's just like, it was for you. And it was amazing. It, it wasn't how I felt with me and you, but it definitely is, and you've explained it perfectly, is that if you pulled me out, you would slot something else in to keep going. Um, that's, that was very well put. Um, and there's one thing that you, I just want to touch on that you said that like hit me and I've thought about it. And it's one of these, like I haven't really um, dove deep into, but when you said that I... Um, I don't work to, what was it? You said something, but I do it to impress you. Yeah, you're not doing it for me. I'm not doing it it for you to impress you, yeah. Um, Why do I do that? Because I've noticed that I do, 
And I've told myself in the past sometimes it's a dangerous game. Because if I'm proud of something, or if I've done something that I've achieved that I think, yeah, I busted my ass, and you're not impressed, mm. I don't want my, um, my emotions, my self-esteem to ride on how you're going to react to me. And I've been very aware of that over, let's say, the last few years, especially when, as I start doing things with, let's say, women of impact, because it's not your world. So I may be doing something I'm so freaking proud of, and you look at it, and you're like, ah, and it's not that you're discouraging, it's just you're not overly impressed. And I'm like freaking out, oh my God, it's so impressive. Um, and I've realized it's like I can't rely on you in that way. It's not fair on you and it's not fair on me because imagine... I mean, forget me. I think it's just important that you can't outsource your happiness and your pride. Right, right. But also as a partner who wants to see me happy, it's not fair on me to put that on you. It's my job to make me happy. It's not your job. Um, Although I would like you to. I was going to say yeah, that, that's you know, like some fucking not, modern age Yeah, and, that, and that's like, why I stopped. Yeah. Because you're right. I, it is your job to make me happy. Just not solely reliable on you. And I guess that's the point. Because you're right. Thank you for calling me on that. Because I was about to get super cheesy and I didn't mean to. Um, but I've been aware of it. And I've been aware that I, I don't want to act in accordance to only do what impresses you. Now look, at the end of the day, the flip side is it feels great when I've done something and I look at you with my like babe you press and you're like oh my god like it makes me feel good and I don't want to lose that so it's also important to not push out that part of me that feels good when it happens and feels good when me and you bond because you've impressed me and I've impressed you so um yeah I'm very aware that it exists um and that I don't want to like rely on it but at the same time I don't want to not have it so truth I can't believe that we just I know. finished this episode. I know, That's that was madness. amazing. I was so into it. As I'm like, it's amazing, we're great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah. cheers to us on that one. Yeah. I have no idea if anybody else enjoyed that, but that was powerful for our relationship. It was so powerful. This show right? continues to be very useful it does. Uh, in our marriage. And guys, we're going to be reading out weekly reviews. So if you haven't already, go and subscribe and write a review and rate us. Um, if this is bringing you value and then also if you are listening to it on podcasts and you have an Instagram screenshot IG story and tag us and we will also um, do a shout out to you word all right guys thank you so much for joining us until next time my friends be legendary take care later everybody thank you so much for listening and if this content is delivering value to you please go to itunes go to stitcher rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about right now building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible and you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that all right guys thank you again so much and until next time my friends be legendary take care